Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 64. And if you're listening to this when we're releasing this podcast, um, we're in the holiday season. We're just past Thanksgiving. We're plugging right along uh, towards the end of the year. So we have a lot of cool topics that we're going to be talking about. I'm trying to be very intentional with the guests that we're having on because I think that there's certain things towards the end of the year that we need to reflect on, that we need to look back on. We just talked about some finance stuff and and, and the importance of setting yourself up for success later on in life and, and really being uh, financially minded uh, throughout your life, but more importantly, especially this time of the year when you're very consumer-minded. So today we're going to talk uh, to to a guest. Uh, his name is Aaron Johnson. He goes by AJ, uh, and he's the executive director for the Tulsa Dream Center. And if that sounds familiar, it's because we actually had AJ at one of our luncheons a, a couple of months ago talking about what the Dream Center is doing in Tulsa, but we didn't get a lot of time to really dig in with him and really uh, get a good understanding of who he is and, and what the Tulsa Dream Center does because we just we don't have a lot of time in the actual luncheons. So I wanted to bring him on and have him talk a little bit about the Dream Center and then talk about some of the things that are, are, are near and dear to his heart because uh, he's got a lot of great things uh, to talk about. And I think they're very relevant right now as we're, we're approaching the end of the year. So first and foremost, uh, AJ, tell the audience hello. Tell them a little bit about yourself. And if you don't mind, uh, parlay a little bit into what the Tulsa Dream Center is and what it's doing for the Tulsa community. Man, first of all, Evan, I'm so grateful to be a part of this program, be a part of what you guys are doing with uh, young businessmen of Tulsa. And, you know, businessmen and women are, are, are the future. And, you know, there's a great, great quote that says, the future belongs to those that prepare today. Mm-hmm. Today, to prepare for what the future looks like for us, for our families, for our community and for our city. And so gatherings like what you guys do is so important. But man, the Tulsa Dream Center, Walt Disney quote that we love to live by, if you can dream it, you can do it. We're an inner city nonprofit. We primarily focus on education and also we focus on, uh, as many of us know, the Tulsa TPS school system cut its funding by 12 million. We've got to find solutions to equip boys and girls. Um, You know, prisons, 80% of inmates are reading at a third grade reading level. So that's how private businesses, private prisons determine the number of prisons they're going to read is by how many students fail the third grade reading proficiency test. So man, our job is we want to plunder prisons. And what that means is we want to get as many boys and girls reading at their grade level or higher by focusing on that education. And man, the Tulsa Dream Center located right in the, the heart of North Tulsa and you know, we focus on helping broken people, man. We from food to medical to education to clothing. 
there's so many great things that are happening at the Tulsa Dream Center, but it's all from a heart of love and, and, and gratitude. And like that quote, if you can dream it, you can do it. That's our heart is to stir dreams. I love how you guys focus on love and gratitude because I think that these are characteristics of our city and it's characteristics of our business community. And a lot of times we don't think about that next generation coming up. We don't think about uh, the things that we don't see. And, and you're, so you're right there, you're in the middle of it. Uh, you're in an area that is in desperate need of love and gratitude. So I wanna thank you for being that, that embodiment of love and gratitude for the Tulsa community, especially in the North Tulsa area. But you know, our podcast goes beyond Tulsa. And so I'm sure every community, every city has some sort of need for love and gratitude. And ultimately it, it comes down to the citizens. It comes down to a lot of times the business community, the leaders in that community to look at uh, what's going on in their community and try to find ways to help uh, get involved and, and help organizations like the Tulsa Dream Center achieve what they're doing. It, if you look at the amount of budget that's cut, like you're talking about, the need becomes exponentially greater because there's a lot of people that are going to get left behind in that system. And we don't want them to be caught up in the prison system. That's not the solution <laughs> to the problem to just lock them away where you can't see these. These are real people. These are real individuals that they want to be better. I mean, you, you can speak to it probably better than I can, but they, their desire is not to go to prison. Their desire is not to be dependent on services that are trying, that are there to help them. They want to go above and beyond that. And so I'm glad that, the, that you guys are there with the tools of education and the programs to give them those tools to get to that next level. So thank you for doing that. One of the things that we wanted to talk about in the podcast today is the topic of self-discipline and the topic of, of why people fail at achieving the dream that God has put out for them. You guys call it the Tulsa Dream Center because people have dreams and you're there to partner with them to help them achieve those dreams. But I think a lot of times what happens is people kind of lose hope a little bit or they get frustrated with the challenges that come across their daily lives. And a lot of times they they aren't able to achieve that dream. And, and one of the things that you were talking to me about is just the importance of having a disciplined life, the importance of uh, being intentional with the discipline that you have and being intentional with finding ways to achieve and to stay focused on the goals that are, that are in front of you. So talk a little bit about that and, and, and what, that, what that means, especially in the situation uh, in the community that you're, that you're uh, interacting with on a daily basis. You know, I'll, I'll first start with, I love French fries. Salty foods are, are my deal. <laughs> and so if I ate French fries and potato chips every day at every meal, I would probably live a short life. Why? My cholesterol would be high, my blood sugar, my heart would be, my arteries would be clogged. And so discipline is so important because guardrails or bumpers, so I have, my wife and I have two cheat meals a week, sometimes three. And what that does for us is, man, is we operate within those boundaries, eating clean, all the other meals, and then we can look forward to those meals. To, so discipline is so important because the undisciplined life is an unsuccessful life. If there aren't certain things that we're doing day in and day out, day in and day out, those routine things, it's just like walking. I've got a two-year-old daughter. Well, when she stood up to learn to walk, when she fell the first time, 
She didn't say, ah, that, that, that's it. No more walking. No, she got back up again. And we all did it, you know, as, as walking adults and walking <laughs> young leaders, you know, we, we've learned to walk while we were disciplined and consistent over and over again. But many times as adults, as we grow up, we lose that enthusiasm to keep going because we may keep bumping our heads due to finances or due to our dreams, not becoming a reality in the time that we sense. So why is discipline so important? Man, persistence and discipline is the most important things, most important qualities that we can have as a farmer, as a builder, as a leader in our family, as a leader in our business. We must have a disciplined life because that structure gives us ultimate freedom. Yeah, I love the quote that you told me earlier. You were saying something to the effect of people fail not because of the resources, but instead instead because of the lack of discipline. And I think a lot of times we view that discipline and those boundaries that you were talking about, we view those as a negative thing. We view that as some. this is what's holding me back. This is the thing that's um, the reason that I'm not able to, to get beyond where I want to, or, or they don't want me to do this because they don't want me to have fun. Like it's a lot more fun to sleep in every morning, or it's a lot more yeah. gratifying to sleep in every morning. It's a lot more fun to eat, eat French fries every single day. And I'm, yeah. on, I'm on board with you on that. Um, but I, I think when you have that discipline, you enjoy and you savor those, ex, uh, those times and those experiences when you are able to participate, but you don't do it unrestrained and, and unbridled. You have, you have some of that, those boundaries there for protection yeah. Um, because that protection is ultimately going to help you later on down the line. It, it, that protection is going to ultimately help you experience more freedom. Yeah. Having you were talking about discipline. I've, I've got a personal life formula that I live by is discipline plus consistency equals breakthrough. Nice. Discipline plus consistency equals breakthrough. Being a former college athlete, every day we had 25 to 35 periods in a practice Every five minutes, we were doing something different, but every day we knew what the periods were. The first periods we were going to stretch, mm -hmm. then we were going to do our running back drills. Well, we were wired to know the mindset and conditioned ourselves for what's coming next. So that way, when it's time for the ball game, it, it becomes automatic. It becomes muscle memory. And so often we think as adults, when we become legal, man, we're great. We've got this freedom. But man, we don't realize that discipline gives you even a greater level of freedom in order to achieve those goals, in order to purchase that home, in order to start that and get to that, graduate from college. There's always certain metrics at any level in life that if we want to succeed and, and win and have the victory in every area of our lives, we must be consistent. What did Jesus do on a daily basis? He had a relationship and communication with his father. Mm -hmm. Then he went about ministering to his disciples. Then he went about ministering to the people among the city. Jesus had a formula for success. Early in the morning, it says oftentimes in the Bible that he got up and sought his father. Well, why is the first thing that we do early in the morning is uh, what's on YouTube, what's on Instagram, what's on Facebook, what's on my email? Live a structured and a disciplined life in order to live the breakthrough and victorious life that we're called to live. I love how we're talking about formulas and structures. So I think discipline is like the non-sexy word, right? That's the word that like if I were to talk to my you know, 25-year-old self, I'm like, man, you're going to talk about discipline today? That's like the most boring topic in the world. But I think when you look at things like a formula for success or 
or having a structured life. Those are the same thing. That's, that's what discipline is. That formula, if you follow that formula, that is a, a discipline that you follow to achieve the results that you want. So you talk about discipline plus consistency equals breakthrough. You could even say structure plus consistency or actually discipline and consistency is structure. Yeah. And these are the things that create that breakthrough opportunity. And I love how you likened it to sports because that's something that I can easily relate to. And uh, when you have a successful coach or you have a successful team and you've done those things to prepare yourself to get to that next level, the discipline is a big part of it. If you see an undisciplined team out on the field, they're not going to play well together. They may have individual stars. They may have individuals that are very gifted at what they do, but they will never achieve their true potential because they're not firing on all cylinders. There's, um, it, it, there's uh, inconsistencies uh, in their play, and that's where a good team is going to take advantage of those inconsistencies, those weak weak spots that they have and they'll exploit those and that's how they're going to win. If you're yeah. consistent and you're disciplined and you're uh, a well-oiled machine, it's going to be really hard for a good team to beat you because you have, you have done the due diligence to prepare yourself for that game. Well, and I think what the example that you're talking about, I think about Michael Jordan. Why did he shoot a thousand free throws a day to, to create that muscle memory, to create mm -hmm. that habit of, no matter if I'm in an arena where everybody loves me or no matter if I'm in an arena where everybody hates me, I can shoot free throws. And he even practiced free throws with his eyes closed. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter. He created this consistent muscle memory where no matter what he felt like, his body automatically went into preparation consistently. <laughs> Man, what was my format? Discipline. Every day he's doing free throw shots, whether he felt like it or not. We've all heard the quote by Michael Jordan. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career, but yet Michael Jordan today is still the six-time winning NBA champion. And how many other athletes out there have done that? Not very many. But what, what does that mean? Persistence, discipline, plus consistency. Michael Jordan experiences victory. And Michael yeah. Jordan brand is a billion-dollar brand. Why? Because day in, day out, he was consistent. He was disciplined. And so, man, from young to old, I think it's so important. And I wish, like you said, Evan, that I could go back to my 19-year-old self in college or, man, my 18-year-old self when I was in high school getting ready to graduate. How much further along would I be in life? How much further along would we be in, even in our business careers, had we not taken the easy way out? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that the uh, the easy option is the – uh, it's the most readily available option. Whenever you're, and, and I'll speak from personal experience, whenever I'm getting ready to work on a project or whatever else, I'm, I'm always looking for that one, like, oh, well, I can respond to this email real quick and I can knock that out. Or, oh, uh, I can work on this thing real quick. And, I, and I'm picking and choosing these small tasks that I have because I know I can accomplish them. I know I can get them done easily. Or I'm, um, I'm going to hop on Instagram for just a little bit and see what the world's up to because I'm stuck here in this office. <laughs> but the problem is, is if you were to put together all those little distractions, I probably could have already finished the large project if I really stayed focused and really, really dialed into that. And that's that discipline. So, um, you know, being disciplined is, is definitely not sexy, but being structured and being consistent with those things, those are the things that that are the fuel for focus. And so, you know, we can talk a little bit about focus because uh, focus is that uh, 
that very uh, consistent amount of attention in a very specific direction. And when you when you look at focus uh, in combination with discipline, with persistence, and those kinds of things, uh, I think of the acronym uh, "Follow One Course Until Success." Boom! I was uh, just getting ready to say that. I love that. Follow. <laughs> course until successful. And that right there is something that you really need to dial into, especially once you've found your purpose, when you you found what you're passionate about. I think the focus comes a little bit more naturally when you're when you're truly dialed into your purpose, but when you're when you're trying to find your purpose and you're trying to find your passion, you almost have to be okay with being a little bit unfocused to figure out what it is. But once you are, once you dial into that and you find that thing that brings you life and it takes you to the next level and it's all you can think about, it's all you can do. That's when that focus comes into play. And when you follow that course and follow that one, that specific, that niche, that one degree, you dial into that thing and you follow it all the way through the gratification that comes from from being from creating that uh, from the very beginning all the way to the end is going to be worth so much more than all those small gratifications from all those small distractions that you had along the way. You know, Winston Churchill has a quote that says success is stumbling from one failure to the other failure without enthusiasm. I'll say it again. Success, <laughs> success is stumbling from one failure to the other failure without enthusiasm. We live in an, in an instant society. Oh, I, I worked out for one day. There's no biceps. I'm mm-hmm. going to stop working out. Oh man, I, I ate good for one meal. I'm going to go back to my donuts. Well, we've got to keep going and not lose enthusiasm, not lose that sexiness that you talked about of wanting instant gratification, man, we've got to, we've got to delay that and keep going. And like you said, Follow one course until successful. I think about a laser. A laser can cut through steel when it's focused light. Mm-hmm. A laser that doesn't have a cap on it that's not focused can't cut through steel because it'd be an infrared light. Well, that's why there, there's power in a laser when it can cut through steel when it's focused light. We have power when we can focus on one thing at a time and do it over and over again until we get and see the results that we want to versus wanting the results now, not seeing them and quitting. And so often we do that. We quit. We fail too short. You know, I don't have a six pack yesterday. So why do I need to work out? No, you've got to change your, you've got to change your nutrition. You've got to be willing to burn more calories than, than you're actually eating. And so there's a, there's a formula behind it, but why do we often quit? Because we want it now. Mm-hmm. It's easier, like you said, to look at Instagram. Uh, Absolutely. I'm going to go out with my friends instead of doing, instead of grinding. Well, I want to, I want to kind of pivot a little bit here because we've talked a lot about structure. We talked a lot about discipline. And one of the questions that I, that I, that I have for you is how do you, how do you build that discipline or, or how do you take that, that discipline uh, and view it as a positive thing? So, so my theory on it is, is that you have to find that goal. You have to find that, that destination that you're trying to achieve way down on the line and ask yourself, is it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth all of the other distractions combined to reach this thing? And once you've found that, then what you have to do is keep that focus in front of you all the time. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What are, what are your thoughts to looking and changing somebody's perspective on discipline and structure uh, to help them achieve whatever they're trying to achieve? Well, one, you always have to know your why. There's a quote, when you lose your way, you lose your why. Well, 
why are you doing what you're doing? Many times people don't know why they're doing it. So they live paycheck to paycheck because they have no goals to sometime being an owner or man, my family, generational poverty. Well, I guess they didn't go to college. So, so maybe I shouldn't. So each and every one of us has to know our why for me and for us at the Tulsa dream center, getting up early every single day, we know that today's a moment we're going to change someone's life for the better. So whether it's through our medical program, through our feeding program, through our after school and education program and through our clothing outreach, we know that somebody didn't have an opportunity and we're going to be the answer for them. We're going to be the help that they need to get them through that season and not just get them through that season, but help them discover their why. I want to encourage every person that's on the journey of life to really just take a moment and think, what's my why? Mm -hmm. Also for me, my why is my wife and two kids, you know, and my wife is half Asian. So I say we, we created a Blasian daughter, a black and Asian <laughs> daughter, you know? And so, man, you know, my wife for me is my family. I want to provide my daughter and my wife with a better life than how I grew up. And I want their children to experience a better life than how mommy and daddy raised them. And so, and then my why is also about people. Man, Jesus came to the earth for people and Mm -hmm. Jesus lives in us. And so our answer to a dark world is to be the light. So, man, in every situation, in every circumstance, we're called to be the light. And that's that's my why. So knowing your why is so important in order to be successful. Well, I love talking about knowing your why, because I think a lot of times, especially if we're, we're, we're flashing back to the audience and, and who's listening, I think they're in that journey of discovering what their why is. Up until this point, or if I'm if I'm thinking back to myself, up until that point, my why was I need to graduate, or I need to um, I need to get out of school, or I need to do like what I think I'm supposed to do. But I never sat back and reflected on what I felt I was created to do. What were the things that I that I believe were my purpose? And I think it was something that. Um, over time, uh, as I got further into my career, I started asking those questions, but it was a little, a little too late, um, in, in the sense that I was already on a path. I, I had, I had, uh, I had chosen a path that I thought was something that, uh, was something that I was supposed to do because I was good at it. Mm. But what I realized as I got down that path was that was not really what I was passionate about. It wasn't my why. It was a it was a means to an end, yeah. but it wasn't my true why. And so if if I have an opportunity to speak to the audience, uh, it would be find that why earlier and be intentional with looking for it. Because if you at an earlier age are able to identify that why and identify that foundation to build on, you have the potential and you have the opportunity to really accelerate that growth uh, opportunity for you much further on down the line. And I know you're talking about uh, working with people that have generational poverty. I think that their why is a little bit more apparent to them in some cases because they're like, I don't want to be in the position that my parents are in. And so they see the results of what happens if they continue on the path that they're on. I think that sometimes the audience, they don't see it. They don't see what could happen. They just, they see what is mediocre and they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think sometimes you need that 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 conversation or you need that visual representation or you need something in your life to jolt you to say, 
have you had that conversation with yourself, that honest conversation to say, why am I here? What, what are the things that I am here to accomplish and, and here to do? What was I created to be? And am I taking those steps to do it? Sometimes it comes to people naturally. Sometimes you really have to dig for it. Yeah. But when you can really tune into that why, that's what's going to get you to that, that next level. Now, just knowing your why is not the most important part. Um, uh, applying that discipline to your why is I think what we're really talking about here is working those two things in combination with each other, because when we're able to do that, now we're able to achieve that why. And I think that uh, the Tulsa Dream Center doing what you do uh, with your why and what the organization does with its why is actually providing the tools for people to accomplish their own why. Yeah. And you know, you, you bring up a great point, knowing and discovering your why as in 18, 19, 21, 22 year old, when I graduated from college, I knew my why had to do something with people. And how did I know that? Because I've always been passionate about people. So for the younger audience or the older audience that doesn't know their why, I think a question would be to ask yourself in, in discovering what your why is, is man, what are you passionate about? What do you, what do you just get stinking excited about? Is it electronics? Is it automobiles? Is it computers? Is it nursing? What makes you excited? Because from that spark that makes you excited may equal what your calling is. Mm -hmm. I don't, people don't drain me. Sometimes a lot of people, they get drained by people, my wife. So I knew that I recognized that, man, part of my calling, part of my life's journey might be, might be connected with people. Why? Because ah, I love people. I love being <laughs> that just I've got an appetite to see people grow and cultivate. And so for you, for those that are listening, it might be what really makes me excited. If I had I, I say this to my staff all the time. If you had a magic wand, what would you do? If you had a magic wand and you could do anything that you wanted to do and money was was limitless, what would you do? That might be what your why is connected to whether it's teaching, whether it's dental work, man, whether it's the heart, whatever it is, ask yourself, because we all have this inner knowing on the inside. If we would just take time, turn off the electronics, put the coffee aside and just go on a walk and really self-discover. Man, what, what's in my heart? Boom, 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 boom. Man, my heart beats people, people, people. Because I believe that's the heartbeat of Jesus. So I think we need to ask ourselves, man, what, what am I passionate about? Because from that might be what we're, what we're excited about. Well, one of the things I like to highlight on this podcast is some of the clues that success leaves behind. And, and so I try, to, I try to hit on them as much as they come up. And I think you really tapped into one of those. And it's that thing that brings you life. You said that people don't drain me. And so that's where you knew that working with people was was in line with your why. And I think a lot of times when people say, if, if, you, if you had all the money in the world, what would be the one thing that you do? Um, my 20-year-old self would say, well, I'd go wakeboarding all the time or I'd, uh, I'd play video games or something. I, I, you know, I, I'd go on a fancy day or I'd drive a Lamborghini or something like that. that that's where my mind was. Yeah. And, and so I had to take it to that next level and say, okay, those are things that I do. Those are, yeah, those are like short little thrills. But I think the, the, the clue to really tap into with that statement is what are the activities that you do 
or what are the interactions that you have that when you do them, you say to yourself, I could, I could, I could do this all day, or I can't believe it's already four o'clock and yeah. I've been doing this for eight hours. Th those are clues to things that you are passionate about. Yeah. And they're not going to be like this big light bulb neon sign blinking over it. You're going to have to self-reflect. You're going to have to take that time and say, okay, what were some of the things that I did, whether it's in school and some of the classes that you have, maybe it was a camp that you went to, maybe it was just hanging out with your family, or maybe it was, you know, volunteering at your church. I'm sure that your, your, your love of people and your, your correlation with, with all that stuff happened when you were interacting with people. I mean, that, that was a very personal moment probably for you where that actually happened. And when you were able to identify it, that helped you get more focused on the, the direction for your life. Man, I just, I think having passion is so important because passion creates energy mm -hmm. and things that have energy are alive. So what makes you come alive? I was never really good at math in school or in college. So accounting courses made me go bananas, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was necessary in order for me to get my degree. And so sometimes when we look at our passion and we look at our why, there are going to be things a part of our journey that we're not going to like, but they're necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, and I call it NFP, necessary for purpose. You know, my wife is eight months pregnant right now. There are uncomfortable moments. I'm not a woman, so I don't know, but <laughs> I can just look at my wife and tell that on this journey, she has uncomfortable moments, but it's necessary in order for us to birth our daughter in December 29th. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we think, oh man, it, it doesn't feel good. I guess that's not part of my passion. No, pressure, man, create a diamond is formed from the pressure. And so even on our on our journey to find our why and our journey to discover our passion, we have to look at pressure as an opportunity to form us mm -hmm. as an opportunity for us to grow and evolve. Just like we go from kindergarten to first grade, from first grade to second grade, each level is harder, but it's necessary in order for us to graduate. It's necessary for our purpose. So we need to look at struggles and opportunity opportunities hard times to form us and to shape us versus us to look at pressurized times to stress us and say, well, I guess that's not it. And, uh, and many young people, myself included, maybe even you, Evan, have gone across times where pressure, we wanted to shrink back versus leaning into that pressure and say, what can I learn about myself in this situation? What can I learn about working with people? What do I need to learn and read and study and and meet with in order to grow in this area of my life. I love all of those analogies and 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 things that you're you're bringing up here because it, it ties in perfectly to the uncomfortability of the day to day, the the structure, the the discipline that you have to have. That's uncomfortable. The the studying that's un, uncomfortable. Uh, the birthing process that's uncomfortable. For something to become very shiny, it has to be. It has to be sanded and and yeah. buffed and those are that's that uncomfortability removing those imperfections and revealing the true beauty that's there and so you have to lean in and you have to embrace those things because when you do 
That's where the true brilliance comes from. That's where the true beauty comes from. It's, it's from going through that process. It's from going through the structure, the discipline that will take you to that, that level to where you become that, that polished and finished thing. Now, now I'll say this, it's, it's never really over, right? You have the birthing process and then you have this kid and then there's so much more process beyond that. So it's, it's yeah. definitely, uh, it's not a destination. It's definitely a journey in, in that yeah. regard. But I think you're always working towards that goal. Your goal with a, or my goal with having kids, uh, it was first to have little miniature versions of myself to see how awesome or annoying I was. But now it's, I'm, I'm raising up two. Uh, so I have two boys, I'm raising up two boys and I'm their father, but my goal is to be a better reflection of their heavenly father to yeah. them. Uh, my goal for them is to, at some point, become peers with them. I'm not, yeah, I'll always have that father-son relationship, but my, my ultimate goal is to launch them into this world to be as successful as they possibly can be. Um, and so when you view things that way and we, you kind of change that purpose and that perspective of, uh, you know, what's the goal for even having kids? The goal isn't just to have kids that don't get arrested or, or, or don't uh, become, you know, uh, challenges to society. The goal is to launch uh, this person to get to that next level in life and to have them build on the shoulders of giants. And hopefully I'm one of those giants. Hopefully you're one of those giants to give them that foundation to build on so that they can then build uh, even greater structures and greater foundations for the next generations to come. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I fully agree with that. You know, my, my wife and I have changed what we say. We learn from our mentor. Our goal is to not raise children. Our goal is to raise adults. There you and go. So, we, we've changed our perspective is that, man, our goal is to raise amazing adults that are going to live out their divine calling to the fullest and not not live life short of what they're called to do. I think about, you know, Roger Bannister, the man that ran the four minute mile. We know the story that in that time. So many people thought it was impossible because your heart would explode and then your chest would burst open. So there was all these fears and theories that no one can run a four minute mile. So they heard all these negative things over and over again. But yet since that time, hundreds and thousands of people have ran four minute miles, but it all started with one person. And so you and I in raising children and raising families, raising adults, it all starts with, man, how can I reimagine being a better parent to my children than my parents were to me? And so it, it's passing down that domino effect to go deeper so that way they can go wider. <laughs> I love how we're talking about kids because this ties perfectly back into discipline because at some point you have to have a structured, disciplined life for your kids and you become that that restraint to them. You become that, uh, that thing that in some cases they may view you as the thing that's holding them back, but, but your discipline and your structure that you're helping to guide them with is ultimately going to be the things that help helps them be successful. So I told you I was going to try to work this story in. So this, this is me trying to work, work in my kite and string story. <laughs> so I, I, when we were talking originally about discipline, uh, it, it made me remember the story about the kite and the string. And so, uh, I'm going to try to tie it in as closely as I can to this topic. And and, and basically the, the story is there's this kite 
and uh, he's he's the he's the best kite. He's the he's the kite that soars above all the other kites in the world. Uh, and so he he kind of gets a little bit arrogant. He kind of gets a little bit proud. And uh, one day he he's up there flying higher than everybody else. And he looks up and he sees clouds and he sees birds and he sees all these things higher above. And he's like, man, I need to I need to be up there. I shouldn't I shouldn't be here at this level. I'm I'm clearly above all of the all the kites that are here. But I need to be in that next level. But then he started to look around and realize uh, and thought to himself, you know, the only thing that's really holding me back from from achieving that next level is this string right here. The string is out as far as it can go, and, and clearly it, it can't let me go any further than, than what I need to go. So I need to get rid of the string. This string is is completely worthless to me in in terms of achieving that next level of what I want to achieve. And so he, he kind of starts thinking it, and then he starts talking about it, and then he starts resenting the string. And, and starts kind of talking to the string and strings just like, listen, man, I, you know, I, I enjoy doing my job here, but if, if you're not going to appreciate me and, and not be a part of this he's like, I'm just going to let you go. And so one day he finally had enough and the, the kite had complained enough. And so the string just let go. He just said, Hey, if you want to go soar with the, the birds and the clouds up there, go for it, bud. And so he lets go and the string falls down to the earth and, and the kite uh, realizes very quickly that the string was not the thing that was was holding him back from achieving what he wanted to achieve. The strings uh, was actually providing the resistance, the discipline that he needed for the wind to catch his sails and, and carry him to the level that he needed to be carried to. So the moral of the story is that sometimes you need those constraints in order to reach your potential. When we're talking about uh, raising and discipling children, uh, disciplining children, and and, and self discipline. Uh, sometimes you think the things that are actually holding you back are actually responsible for your growth, and you need to kind of change your perspective and change your viewpoint on the the thing, the discipline that I have right now is a negative thing. It's it's not. It's actually the thing that's propelling you and creating the means for you to achieve the things that you want to create. And I think that's something that we want for our kids. That's something that we want for that next generation. And, and, and as the Tulsa dream center is, is coming alongside people and providing that discipline, providing them the tools and the resources to get to that next level. It's not something to look back and say, well, you know, if I say it to my teacher, um, you know, all these rules and all these tests are holding me back. No, those things are there to help you get better at the things that you're trying to achieve so that ultimately you can go to that next level because of that structure and because of that discipline. You know, the great story of the kite, I also think about the the string was its anchor. The Mm -hmm. kite didn't realize that the string actually anchored them to go higher. And I think we all have to ask ourselves is where are we anchored? What are we rooted and grounded in? And that goes back to environment. Healthy things grow in healthy environments. And so it's great if we want to have discipline and consistency. We, we want to live this victorious life and we want to do all these great things. But it comes back to is who are we hanging out with? What's our environment like? Man, if we want to own a, a business one day, are we staying out drinking and clubbing every night? Or if we want to be a, a faithful husband or a faithful spouse, are we hanging out with a bunch of single people? I think it's important for us to analyze, for us to soar and go higher. We have to look at who am I surrounded by? Who's speaking into my life? What are the movies that I'm watching? What are the books that I'm reading? Environment is so important. When you're around healthy 
healthy environment, they, you see things grow. Healthy things grow. And so if there's certain areas in my life or your life or the audience life that's not growing, we have to ask ourselves, what's first of all going on in my life? What's going on in my heart? Am I holding on to unforgiveness or bitterness or resentment that could be weighing me down to reach the destination that I'm called to reach? Or am I not disciplined? Or is there an area that I need to lay aside the salty French fries or or the <laughs> chips and pick up an apple or begin to work out? So where is your anchor? Are we rooted and grounded in an environment that helps us to flourish or are we rooted and grounded in an environment that helps us to flounder and fail out and, and be a wash up? And I think our environment is so key in order for us to be successful. Man, that is a perfect point to tie onto that story. And I'm glad that you added that in there because again, we're talking about the clues that success leaves behind. We talk about some of those characteristics of that successful people have and, and trying to dial into those and use those in your path and your journey to get to that next level. And doing that reflection, doing that analysis of the environment that we're in, the people that we're hanging around, the things that we're putting into our, our ears, into our eyes, that's the, that's the stuff right now, especially as we're approaching the end of a year. And so there's a lot of time of reflection. There's a lot of time for kind of analyzing what this year has been for you. Uh, focus on some of the things that were successful, the things that you achieved, but also look at some of the things that you didn't achieve and maybe factor in that environment and what potentially could have caused that. And then purpose moving forward to start taking steps to improve that environment. Yeah. And I think as we're filming this podcast right now, I look at the calendar. There are 34 days, 823 hours, and 49,000 minutes left in 2017. What are we going to do with our time? Mm -hmm. Are we going to spend that time on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat? Or are we going to spend that time on building ourselves up by reading, by researching, by being a better influence, by serving, by giving out? What are we going to do with our time? Because a lot of times we don't realize time is a commodity. Time is like currency. Oprah Winfrey had the same 24 hours. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Winston Churchill. Some of the greatest leaders of our time and even of our current time. They all have 24 hours in a day. What are we doing with our time? Are we using a, our time to waste? Are we using that space to build? This could be a, like a four-hour podcast if we're not careful. <laughs> I know you keep pulling it out of me. It triggers a different thought in me. And so this is great, Evan. I, I hope that this podcast touches and, and, and encourages people, man, to, to dream big dreams and, and to be consistent and to have discipline and not view discipline as a bad thing, but to view discipline as a catalyst for their better future. Man, I, I could not have said it better myself. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a bow on that for right now. 
but you talked a little bit about service and I want to, I want to tie back into the, and, 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 and circle back to the Tulsa dream center a little bit, because I believe you guys do have some opportunities for people to get involved and help out in the Tulsa community. Uh, right now is a big time of service, uh, service opportunities because the need is probably greater than it's ever been. So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about, uh, some of the things that we can do here in the Tulsa community, uh, to get involved in, in serving our community and helping some of the people, uh, as we end, end the year as well. You know, uh, there's a stat that one in four people in the inner city are, are living below poverty. And so we have a saying that toys equal love. And so in the month of December, we have three different ways that someone can volunteer or give a gift. The first one is December 3rd. If someone likes riding motorcycles, we have a, a bike toy run where they're going to start at OSU Tulsa and ride their bikes from there to the Tulsa Dream Center. And afterwards, that's going to be at one o'clock at 12 o'clock. We'll have chili for all the bikers there. So we've got a bike tour run on December 3rd. Uh, we also, December 9th, we're going to be giving away thousands of toys uh, at the Tulsa Dream Center. And our big toy drive is happening December 16th. Uh, last year, we gave a little close to 1,100 toys away to boys and girls that are in that community. So we want to encourage that December 3rd, December 9th, and December 16th, between now and then, the Tulsa Dream Center is going to be collecting toys. All of the Walgreens in Tulsa right now are doing a toy drive right now. So if anybody has a Walgreens that's close to them, they say, hey, the Tulsa Dream Center is a little too far. They can go to their local Walgreens and drop off any unwrapped toy or buy a toy right there at Walgreens. And they're going to be collecting toys for us as well for the Tulsa Dream Center. Unfortunately, this podcast is going to be released after the third. So send me that information. I'll put it up on our Facebook page so people can catch it there. But the uh, December 9th and December 16th, those are times that people can still get involved and, and be a part of stuff. Uh, and then also uh, give everybody the URL. How do they how do they contact the Tulsa Dream Center? How do they find out about more events? So let's say it's even later on in the year and they, they want to find a way to get involved with the Tulsa Dream Center. Where do they see some of the events that you guys have going on there as well? TulsaDreamCenter.org is our website. Uh, TulsaDreamCenter.org, or they can go on Instagram or Facebook and just look up Tulsa Dream Center. Uh, and there's many different ways that they could volunteer, they could read, they could get back, they could come out with their companies. Bank of Oklahoma just sent us 25 people from their company that to volunteer with us. So there's so many ways that they can do it. Word of mouth, they can also donate with their finances and donate of their time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Viewing the Tulsa Dream Center on Instagram and Facebook is an okay use of your time, but uh, <laughs> whenever we're talking about like large amounts of, of, of honing in on your discipline, you, you get a pass if you, you check out stuff on the Tulsa Dream Center. So exactly. I, will, I will tie that one it's in there. IBT podcast. That's the only yeah. thing you can research. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, AJ, man, I appreciate you taking the time to, to visit with us, to, to share your heart and, and share a little bit more about what you're doing in the Tulsa Dream Center and to, to help us explore this topic of, of discipline a little bit more. I, I want to kind of give you the floor, give you the opportunity to have the last word with the audience. Um, you know who they are. You know uh, essentially the phase of life that they're in. What would be your message to, to young business leaders as they're trying to figure out their purpose, as they're trying to 
go through and identify, you know, what things they need to be focused on and, and what areas of discipline do they need to work on in their life? You know, there's something that I just discovered. The let the word silent and listen both have the same letters in them. The word silent and listen both have the same letters in them. So in a constant information overload society, how many times throughout our day are we putting our phone away? Are we putting the email off? And are we just really engaged with ourselves, with our families, and even with God? So I want to encourage the audience, no matter what season of life you're in, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, whether you're a business professional, how much time are you really being silent and checking in with yourself? That's so important through this holiday season is that we really do a self check in. So I want to encourage every person you have what it takes. You can rise above dream no small dreams and you can experience victory in every area of your life but you first must take time to listen to the heavenly father and to also silent the noise around us and just be one with yourself wow thank you aj for <laughs> for the parting piece of guidance man i uh i'm blown away by that i have i have uh goosebumps right now. So thank you for being on the podcast. Listeners, remember, be connected, seek development, and be inspired. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.